With Bitcoin down 57% from its all-time high, many are saying that crypto is now in a bear market. Rawr. Well, we can't conclusively say if that's true or not, but the markets are definitely experiencing a lot of fear. Travis and I have seen this movie before, and in this episode, we talk about what it was like to live through a verified crypto bear market and to stick around long enough to see the bulls run once more. Is this a repeat of 2018, or have the markets and the world economy changed so much that it's now impossible to predict what comes next? We'll bat around some thoughts on this You Go Back Jack, Do It Again, episode number 609 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? Jack, do it again. Bitcoin's in a bear market. Again. Again. Or is it? Is it? We shall see. We're going to talk about it this episode, and um, we'll find out. We'll see how bearish we are. Yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, you're joining us live from the Joel Villa this time. We're sitting out on the terrace. It is evening in Puerto Rico. You can hear the crashing of the waves. If we weren't talking, you might be able to hear them. The wind is gently blowing here through my my uh, my salt and pepper locks. Not through Travis's though, because he's wearing his Royals hat. It's true, and not through uh, Seth's Green's uh, board ape NFT. Okay, it got stolen today. Uh, it was today. I thought it was a few days ago. Well, I don't know. It says well, I don't know if it got stolen today, but it says it was stolen through a phishing scam, and he no longer has the commercial rights to the NFT, and thus the show that he was going to create with it cannot go forward because he doesn't own the NFT. Man, there's some really crappy people out there. I mean, just the dregs of the earth. Yeah. These people that that run these scams, they're just horrible human beings and you know, I've never won necessarily to believe in karma per se, but I do believe that what goes around comes around. I guess that's karma, right? You mm-hmm. you you um so, um, you know, you reap what you sow and you put good stuff out there and good stuff comes back. And I got to think that um, what these people are uh, sowing is going to come back in a, a whirlwind of hellacious nastiness into their lives. Mm-hmm. Stealing money from yeah, people, stealing NFTs. Also, also, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but uh, Pepe Milf Hunter 69 Lost his two hundred thousand dollars life savings on his booby butt four twenty fart coin. Oh man! And investment uh, lost all of it. <laughs> really Wait, unfortunate. Was that Luna? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's some dredge of the earth of uh, BlackRock and Vanguard for doing their doing their dirties to us. Shenanigans. A lot of shenanigans going on in the world as we are meeting timestamp. It is. Uh, it is what today the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Yeah, the World Economic Forum is going on in Davos as they are all um, got their middle pinkies and they get their pinkies yeah. in their mouth and laughing hysterically at how they're going to control us. In the yeah, country. they want to they want to put um, chips inside your medication to track whether or not you've taken your meds. So now they they know. Yeah. You know if you're doing that, they want to track everything, every transaction that you're doing. Yeah. They, there's and there was even a woman the, the today. The World Health Organization wants to have global reign over health. <laughs> and if there's any new pandemic, they're going to be the de facto 
um, group of people that tell us all what to do collectively. Unbelievable. Dude. No, there's an amazing um, a declaration by a uh, Catholic uh, a priest, one of the big ones. I think it was a guy from New, was in New York or whatever. He basically came out scathing the World Health Organization. Like, no... No other time in history has has it been so brazen that some organization has tried to take control of everyone. It's almost like it's a silent coup, kind of worldwide coup to get rid of sovereignty. It's not even private though. It's not even silent. That it's being covered in the media. You're seeing you know videos mm-hmm. on Twitter. There was I don't know who the woman was that was on a panel at the World Economic Forum, but she basically said something like, you know, in the era we live in, we need to start rethinking concepts like freedom of speech. I'm like, what mm-hmm. the hell's wrong with you? Somebody somebody take that woman to the woodshed and make her chop wood. Mm. Make me a sandwich because that-, <laughs> that was some gender bias right there. Uh, but yeah, but since we still no, have no, free Cla- speech, we can say it. Klaus Schwab can make me a sandwich too. Oh, Klaus Schwab. Klaus. Klaus will make you a very good sandwich. Please to make me a sandwich. We make- live in the state of the world where we control everything we want. You make- know this? Put me some schnitzelgrubens on my sandwich. <laughs> and don't forget the lube. <laughs> so, you know, we thought what we would do today is kind of just take a look at the um, the markets where they are and set the Wayback Machine, you know, for uh, four years, essentially. Yeah. Because we've been through this before. This is not our first rodeo. And for anybody who's been in crypto since late 2017, you uh, you saw the bull run that happened in 2017 up mm-hmm. through early 2018. Um, Bitcoin got to almost $20,000. And then you saw the subsequent crash after the elation you know, after everybody was like, this is never going to stop going up. Well, it did. And Bitcoin came all the way down to 3,500 and all the altcoins came crashing down. And um, we, we learned some tough lessons that first time. Well, not only the first time, but again in 2018 and then again in 2020, mm-hmm. right? Because that was a big crash, right? When COVID started. And... Um, when COVID, when COVID was here, right? March 2020. And then here we are again, uh, May 2022. It's like th- that was some big down cycles. But after, you know, after the price went down to 3500 or whatever it did in Bitcoin in, in March of 2020, it roared. It did, a tw- it did a 22X all the way up to almost a 23X almost, right? Up to $69,000, $69,420, mm-hmm. which is a total meme number for it to reach, right? <laughs> It meant to do that. It did it on purpose, and then it tanked. And, um, yeah, it's one of those things. I'm a believer in the fact that, you know, with the amount of money that the governments have been printing out, Bitcoin should be worth $100,000, if not more. It makes no sense. Gold should be worth $50,000 It makes no sense because it's all on paper. It's all on paper. It's paper, and now we have ETFs. It should not be worth $20 or whatever it is. It should be worth $1,000. I mean, really. it's Actually... Gold should probably be worth about at least fifty thousand, and silver should be worth about three thousand, uh, because of the actual physical amounts. Because there's so much paper manipulation, we really need to get rid of these organizations that are manipulating all of our society. Like in an ideal world, those people who are manipulating us would would meet the karma maker full on, uh, dump truck style. Like, Thus saith. Sir Lord King Travis Wright. Yeah, not a king. Not a king? No. Yet. You know, I did, I, last night I did frame, <laughs> I, I had the frame, the sir, 
yeah. the Knights of Sealand. Yeah. I framed that. Nice. And then I got ordered a frame for my Lord. So then when people come over, they're going to see there's my Sir and there's my Lord. Lord so that's Lord. why it's Sir Lord. You know what? Um, can't we just crown ourselves co-kings of bed cryptopia? I mean, I don't know if there's a dual king facility with that. I don't know if we can, we can do that or not. Well, it's our kingdom. We could do whatever we want. Actually, though, it's really it's owned by the, it's owned by the community. We, we're the benevolent dictators. We're the, we're the benevolent <laughs> leaders. So um, the crypto market cap as of today is $1.328 trillion. Bitcoin is at 29667 Ethereum is hovering under 2000 And when so here and we can talk about whether or not we are in a bear market or not and as i've said before it makes me crazy when people predict they look at their charts and they're like oh based on this we're in a descending triangle and this is going to happen next and it's going to hit the fibonacci line say this and that yeah i say bs like because we are living in times where there's um, uh, influences outside of the charting where P- there is this heavy manipulation. We are living in an economy where they are pumping trillions of dollars, it seems, into you know just printing money and just printing money is somehow that's supposed to fix inflation. Um, it makes absolutely no uh, sense to anybody that knows anything about economies. And so these are the the unknowns that can send this market either way. But I remember, I remember very well. We started the show. Bitcoin was around fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand, and we watched. You know, very early in the show, we were there when the the bull roared, and we saw this thing go up to almost twenty thousand. And I don't know. I don't remember what you did, but I sold a little bit of what I had on the way up. Because I thought, you know, I want to take some profits. And, and I, there's always that FOMO of, oh, if I sell now and it keeps going up, I, I could have had more. But nobody ever stops and thinks, oh, I could, I could have less if I don't take my profits. I regret not taking greater profits that first time. Mm-hmm. And I learned some of that lesson. I also learned what capitulation is during the bear market. Because I remember I actually had a few Bitcoin and I sold um, at around 5000 on the way down. Right, right. I capitulated. I gave in. Well, we didn't know. And the thing is, is that when you don't know, you know, we didn't know it was going to bounce off of 38 and then roar up to 69000 in that short order. It was like, oh, wow, the world was changing when COVID happened. Right. And it was the market, stock markets tanked. I mean... Who knew? But we did Bitcoin, know. Bitcoin could have gone down to at that point. Bitcoin could have gone down to what? It could have gone down to what? Is zero. This, this never, it never, gone to zero. Gone, it could have gone down to fifteen hundred. Wasn't it was like twelve hundred? That was like the previous right. bull runs high. Mm-hmm. So it could have gone down a little bit more than that. And then after this bull run hit and it passed the all time high, and then it roared up to sixty nine. Bitcoin has never up until this point. When it's reached a brand new all-time high, you know, like it did, it hit sixty-nine thousand, and then it, and then in the last bull run, it hit twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. It's never gone down below that previous the bull run all-time high. So yeah. this run, we should not see it go below twenty thousand. Correct. But but who knows? Manipulations. Yeah, who knows? Anything anything is possible, and um, 
we're seeing the altcoins suffer, you know, similarly. But in the meantime, there's more adoption happening than ever. I sent you some articles yesterday to look at, you know, that just shows more adoption. eBay yeah. is now looking at, you know, launching their first NFT series with one of. Um, and then also there was an article there that uh, said that they're looking at crypto payments now mm -hmm. as an option for people. So this isn't going to stop. Yeah, this isn't going to stop. And so we did know. And I remember the re you know, one of the reasons we kept doing the show after the last bear market is we're like, th we're here for the long haul. We believe in Bitcoin. We believe in crypto and it's going to be back. But I'm here for the medium haul. <laughs> it's really hard to see when the markets are down, how it's going to get back to that high. Remember that slog back to 20? We're like, but then when it happens, it's going to move quick and it's going to have be several thousand a day. And it's going to be like, oh my gosh, Bitcoin's 18, it's 19, it's 20, new all-time high. And before you know it, we're up to 69. So it's, it's really hard to see um, how you're going to get back to those numbers. But when you think about the math of Bitcoin, and the limited supply, and that the next halving is two years away, once again, it all starts to make sense. Well, I look at it like this. This next halving is not going to have, it shouldn't have that big of an in impact because of the supply amount. Because it's like now, it's like right now, what is it? How much is a, is a Bitcoin right now? It's, uh, uh, so it was 25 to, to, it was 50 to 25 to 12 and a half to 6.25. Um, what is it now? Three point one two five per Bitcoin or something, something? like that. Yeah, and it's going to be one point five Bitcoin per block, right? Or whatever. So that means it gets it, it becomes more costly for miners, right? So the price has to go up in order for it to be profitable to continue mining it, right? Or, so or why the difficulty it, has to go down. So what ends up happening is is if enough miners say screw this, then the difficulty will go down because there's not as many people mining. Mm -hmm. So it's it's that's where the economics is sort of built into the whole ecosystem. But you know, up until this point, whenever Bitcoin's 50 Bitcoin per, wow, you get a bit, block of Bitcoin, you get a lot of Bitcoin. Like, and if you think of Bitcoin's gonna be great in the future, and you were mining it in those early years, well, you stacked up some fat amount of Bitcoin. You imagine every 10 minutes. Yeah, boom. Get another, <laughs> I imagine, I remember I did it one time and I got 50 and I got, well, that was cool. Yeah. Okay, man, it's really screwing up my computer. Yeah, I got this, I got this yeah. crappy, worthless yeah. thing. You know, now some of our, some of our friends out there were like, oh man, I need to get a much strong, I need to get a lot of computers. Right. I need to build a massive farm of them. I'm like, Screw you, Bitcoin. You just tearing up my computer, you shitty thing. We had the wrong friends. Yeah, I had the wrong friends for sure. And um, But here we are. Now we got good friends. We're here in Puerto Rico. One thing I did learn this time that I had not learned the first time was to take out enough uh, from the market to be able to get a decent house somewhere. Yeah. Right? Didn't do that last time. My cryptos got up to you know high seven figures in 2017, but it came crashing down to below six figures quickly. Like it was crazy. Like I remember, I was like, "Oh man, I should pull some of this." I I didn't pull anything into stable coins last time. I it was just all it was all just imaginary paper money, magical internet money. Yeah, but you could put. What if you had put that into UST for your stable coin, right? And watched it all go poof. Not people so magical. Were, well, people were getting it out. People were, you know, it it, it did tank. But people were still, once they started seeing a tank getting down to 50, 50 cents, like, 
might want to get out. You might want to capitulate at that point. Well, is that capitulation or is that uh, being smart? Stablecoin, I think it's probably smart, maybe. But think about this. There's people that you know might have been on vacation or didn't have access to their cold storage wallet. Yeah. You know, they were away and they couldn't do anything other That's than That's why the stablecoins kind of freak me out a little bit, dude. I'll be honest. Like, if the dollar tanks because the world reserve currency we've talked about this a few times the world reserve currency is the dollar so countries have to buy oil in dollars so they got to buy dollars and hold them to then buy the oil that's going away in a lot of countries around the world so they no longer need dollars as much and so the value of the dollar is decreasing they're printing more dollars right and so the stable coin is worth a dollar but a dollar is not worth a dollar right but i can't do a stable ruble I can't do a stable yuan. I Why can, do I got to do a stable dollar? Why can you not do stable ruble? Why can I not do stable ruble? Why can I not do stable? Why can I not do stable yuan? Why? <laughs> Ask Do Kwan. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I have no answer to that. Yeah. But so, you know, so maybe you sell your stable coin into USD. What's the difference? There's it's, no difference. It's, it, it's like if your money is in US mm-hmm. dollars and inflation just goes crazy, then your dollars or your stable coins are going to buy less. That's what's weird. is I, I, And maybe if you know the answer to this, maybe message us, badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Like, if I want to put, sell some Bitcoin or whatever and put it in, um, you know, the, a Euro stable coin or a Ruble stable coin or a Yuan stable coin or a, an Indian rupee The Petro. Like... <laughs> How do you do that? Like, what are those stable coins? And, and are those, where are they? How do you access them? What's, what exchanges are they on? They on? Because, dude, I, and I'll, be, I'll tell you this, is when Ukraine and Russia had the start of the skirmish on the 24th of February, which today's the 24th of May, so it's been 90 days hmm. or three months since that's been going on, I was like, dude, I saw the price of the, of the ruble go $1 all the way up to one ruble was 105 rubles per dollar. Wow. Today, since they've announced the crypto uh, gold-backed ruble, now one ruble or $1 is worth 60 rubles. So so if you'd have, if you'd have actually taken all your crypto gains and put them in a, 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 a ruble stable coin, which I thought of, I was like, how do I do this? What what? Because I, I think, man, this, the ruble right now is severely undervalued, especially when they pulled that play where they're like, okay, well, we're going to shut oil off to, uh, you, you know, Europe, right? You don't get any of our Euro, uh, our oil. Well, wow, okay. And then so they're making a ton of money on their oil, billions and billions of dollars, and we can't. Act, I can't get any rubles. I mean, I, that should be almost like – Forex and crypto, there should be like a, a, a Forex stable coin platform kind of a thing where it's like it almost trades Forex with stable coins. Mm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. almost like cross that, markets. That's what I would like to see happen. And if anybody's doing it or you've heard of somebody, message us because I want to hear about it because I would be putting money in rubles and in yuan. You're just supporting that terrorist well, Putin. No, that's where the money's going to flow. Like with, with, with the way that they've. They took Russia off of the financial grid, and now Russia's working with China and Iran and Brazil and a lot of South America and a lot of other countries because the the the, the world financial system kicked Russia. They canceled Russia off of their financial system, and now all these other countries are thinking, wow, well, when are, when are we going to be canceled? Right. When are they going to cancel us off the financial system, right? And so knowing that, 
people are going to leave the system, and I see that. And so I, I would just like to diversify my stable coins. I don't trust the dollar to to remain much longer as a power, um, just because of the way that it's set up. And so I would like to be able to diversify that, and I don't think I can diversify that. Well, right isn't aren't the most stable um, non-U.S. coins? Isn't that gold and silver? Isn't that really the? There's, yeah, but there, it's like I can't. What am I going to do? Back up a big old truck and be like, "Hey, give me a few beep, pounds of gold." Beep, beep, I don't beep. see that happening. What am I going to do? Like go through the? You're not going through an airport with a bunch of gold. No, you're not. <laughs> you know what? Gold's worth less than two thousand dollars a coin, and they say you're not bringing more than five thousand, ten thousand dollars with you, are you? Well, that's five coins. Right. Five gold coins. Well, there's, there's custodial services where you don't actually have to have it. Yeah, in your but possession. you don't own it. Not your keys. Not your crypto. Not your gold. Not your gold well i would imagine that i mean there's billionaires that have a hefty supply of sure. precious and metals it's in, the that vault, are, it's in the vault ran by the bank not by you well that's also not their keys not their keys not their i crypto. mean if it's at the bank anything can be seized <laughs> from the bank right so what do you do bury in the backyard i don't know because then do, what? Do, do, do. get the shovel jimmy <laughs> time to bury the damn gold here so, uh, you know, I think what I wanted to do is I wanted to provide a little context and hope for those that this is their first bear market. If well, those people aren't the, listening right now, Joel. They're, they're, they're very sad. No, they want, they're looking for hope. They're coming they're here for, for hope. hope. Yeah. They're coming to us for hope. They're like, so if what, anybody. This the great crypto hope episode? If anybody's going to be able to provide hope for me during the sad times when my portfolio is down, then, uh, then it's going to be Travis and Joel. It's not going to be Travis. It's, it's going to be Joel. Gonna be Travis. It's going to be Actually, me. I did a a prayer ceremony today yes what'd you for pray for my crypto portfolio oh did it work i did heart bubbles <laughs> my crypto portfolio my crypto portfolio my crypto portfolio i did some fart bubbles did heart bubbles. you did some fart bubbles yeah in the tub those are different yeah in the tub you I mean, made they're, your own they're, jacuzzi they're always fun it's a joel koozie <laughs> they just they just rise to the top they're always fun they're always funny yeah. no so you know here's the context is again coming from 2018 we saw crypto. We saw Bitcoin. I like Joel Cousy. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That was yeah. <laughs> nice. The Joel Cousy. $3,500. And we're like, wow, how do you get back to 20000 And we saw $69,000 um, last November. So people are still biddling. Adoption is still happening. Dude, that's what's happening the most right now is in the wintertime, people are building epic shit. And so that's, I'm cutting, I'm, I'm intercepting Joel here. I would it's an say, interception. He's yeah. running down the yeah. field with it. Is that I was at VCon in my, in Minnesota? Yeah, and so many people are building epic stuff. That's yeah. the thing right now. It's like when it's bull season, everybody's like woohoo! They're partying, they're selling, they're partying, they're chilling, woohoo! But when it's crypto winter, people are building. And who are the projects that are going to be here 5, 10, 15 years down the road? Mm -hmm. Who are those? Mm -hmm. You know, I had a session here at a crypto event here in in uh, Puerto Rico today. And I actually, we actually did a sort of a, a brainstorm session. We were talking about some of the crypto projects that they think are the best long term. And uh, one of them is Ripple. People think that once the SEC gets everything all cleared out with Ripple, then that thing could take off because look, they're in they're in banks all over the world. The other one, Polkadot. I think Polkadot could really be big because of Gavin Wood. He was the creator of uh, one of the main creators of um, of Ethereum. And here he is now. And so, yeah, 
That is a Ripple X, XRP is the weirdest chart, isn't it? It is really weird. So, you know, that initial run, that, that spike that took place in 2018 was crazy because it went to three bucks. Um, more recently, the one in November, I think, took it to around uh, $2. Oh, 50 or something? $2? Yeah, it was around, it was around two. Uh, I don't know, something like that. I'm try- having a hard time finding the the chart now that I've moved my little point. There it is right there. So it got to around. Uh, buck fifty, buck eighty, or so buck eighty, and now it's at four. Then they started having SEC problems. Became more clear, right? And combine that with you know the market cooling. Yeah. And Polkadot is currently ten dollars and twenty cents, and it's off a good clip as well. If we go to the max chart, it hit as high as fifty four dollars. So it's off 80 percent from mm-hmm. its high 85 yeah 80 85 percent from its mm-hmm. high and the way they were talking about it today was that um polka dot is essentially a layer zero and how they have all these parachains on top of it and then that allows these um other chains on top of it to speak to each other and transfer information and data freely so whereas ethereum's an l1 you know Solana L1, all these other L1s, Polkadot is an L0. So I was like, wow. And then all the eco, all parts of the ecosystem has been built on Polkadot. Like, I think we really need to, and, and you mentioned it as well, we need to get Gavin Wood yeah. on some people from Polkadot. Yo, on Gavin. We've not talked about Polkadot nearly enough. And my interest was seriously peaked tonight thinking about it being like, wow, it's only $10. Fibonacci says it's probably going to go down to around $5. What does he know? But uh, he knows no. He knows how to make a good pizza. He makes a good pizza, Mister. Yeah, you know, Mr. Jimmy, Jimmy Fibonacci. <laughs> Jimmy Fibonacci. So you know, when you look at the these um, top coins, we've had you know, um, we've had Vitalik on for Ethereum. We've had uh, CZ on for BNB. Well, we've also had we've Satoshi had, Nakamoto on. We had yeah. we had uh, Doctor Wright on. Right. We had um, uh, Brad Garlinghouse from Ripple on. Uh, we have not uh, we've not talked to Charles Hodgkinson from uh, Cardano yet. We've not talked to anybody from Solana, have we? We've had NFT projects we mm-hmm. featured on the Nifty Show. Uh, Polkadot. We talked to the dude who uh, originated Dogecoin. Um, we've had people on from Avalanche. We've talked to Justin Sun from Shr- Tron. Uh, we've had um, uh, um, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Litecoin help. Oh, yeah, Charlie. Charlie Lee. Yeah, sorry, Charlie. Had Charlie on. We haven't talked to anybody from Polygon yet. There's a few others. We haven't talked to anybody from Near. Uh, we haven't talked to anybody we from... We haven't talked to anybody from Far? Yeah. Near? <laughs> uh, we, far? you know, we had uh, Monero. You know, we had Fluffy yeah. Pony on. So we've, we've talked to Stellar. a lot of the... Right there, XLM, mm-hmm. baby. That was our very first interview way back in 2017, episode number 10 or 11. Yeah. Jed McCaleb, who also coincidentally founded Ripple. Mm-hmm. So we chat with a lot of these folks, and we've had great conversations. And there's just a lot of a lot more that that uh, we're going to keep doing because it's the crypto winner potentially, and I we're going to biddle. I'm not. I'm not convinced. I wish you would stop saying that you're not convinced because every time you said you're not convinced, I didn't sell into stable coins. You can't so you blame it say, on me. Do your own damn fa- research. It's not, it's not financial advice coming from. I mean, all company. the way along, I again my strategy, and this is not yeah. financial advice has been when the markets are up, you peel off a little profit. Just peel off a little bit. That way, if it falls dramatically, you're not going, I got, I took nothing. Right. And if it goes up, you can always say, well, at least I took some right. profits. So true. 
It's, it's never a bad idea, yeah. but I'm just, I'm not convinced yet. And here's why I'm not convinced. Well, let me ask you this. Here's why he's not convinced. Because here's my, here's my thought process back in December. I was like, every one of those bull runs, it's always been like, it wasn't, it was the bull run of 2017. It was the bull run of 2000. Into 18. It's like, it was like right there in that one. It wasn't a multi-year. It wasn't a, you know, so it's like, this one seemed to start early. And then it ran long. And then we're still going. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but we're two yeah, years but, away from the having. We're clearly in the middle of the bear market. But I just don't know that it's going to be a crypto winter, like you know, where we're going to see these wild fluctuations down further. I could be wrong, uh, but I, there I feel could be some serious global political craziness that just makes it go. But wouldn't that you would? <laughs> You think isn't, it would go what? It would make it go up. Right. Isn't that where Bitcoin decouples from right. the economy? Not, Bitcoin is tied directly to the U.S. dollar. Oh, how much is Bitcoin? It's $30,000. It's $29,000. That has to stop at some point, though. That yeah. has to stop at some point because the dollar is going to collapse. Yeah. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is worth a Bitcoin. Right. But it can't collapse with it. It yeah. has to decouple. At mm -hmm. some point, we are going to have the great decoupling. It's gonna. It has to happen. Otherwise, Bitcoin will never truly be a currency that is a store of value. If it's if it's tied well, the, to the, do, the dollar, mm -hmm. then it's it's a sinkhole. Well, the dollar is going to tank regardless eventually because Correct. fiat currencies always do, and so that's why I always thought you know Bitcoin's going to be worth a million dollars. Why? Because a million dollars is not worth a million dollars anymore, right? And they printed so much money. Bitcoin really should be worth $100,000 or more right now. It should be way worth, worth more. They printed so much money. And now the price of everything is going up and skyrocketing. Well, this is why Bitcoin was built. And so I think the BlackRock, Vanguard, Luna crash that was sort of manipulated was them flexing on the crypto market to kind of uh, to because to, it literally took the it took the feet out from the crypto market when they tanked it, Luna. It did. Now, if you'll look at the um, you know gas prices and all that, of course, um, you know there are the the dipshits saying that this is the Putin gas hike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you believe that, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Right. Liter Quite frankly. Yeah, literally. I don't even know how you could understand the words that are being spoken right, right now. Because um, if you could saw how things were trending prior to, like I know gas in Kansas City. The day that uh, the day that um, you know the resident uh, resident Biden was elected, quote unquote, uh, gas in Kansas City was a dollar seventy. Wow! Now gas in Kansas City is almost five dollars. Gas here in Puerto Rico is a, last I, I got some today was a dollar twenty six per liter. There's four, four liters in a gallon, so that's five dollars and four cents for the gallon it of is gas not it gallon. is not dementia joe's fault i would like to take full responsibility i'm comrade putin this is my text like you're welcome yes because they also come in and close our pipeline right. uh, biden closed their pipeline we are done with pipelines we are opening poop lines now for everyone to have. So if you hate when we talk politics, you might want to turn off the podcast right now because I'm about to go. It's tied in. You can't say, oh, I listen to crypto and I don't want to hear any politics. Crypto is because of politics. If you don't understand that, then I'm sorry right. you don't get it. Bitcoin was born out of Occupy Wall Street, right? right? Out of the 2008 crash. That's when we finally got the white paper um, that says, you know, this corruption in the financial system 
must stop. Here is what sound money looks like. Here is a solution that solves these problems. That's where it came from. And that right. was that's incredibly political. Mm-hmm. It's a political movement. Bitcoin is literally it's not it's not about money. Yeah. It's about freedom. It's about liberty. Yeah. It's about how we shall live as uh, with our God-given rights. To decouple government from the creation of money. Yep. Right? And giving it to the people, power to the people, and which is the way that it should be. Because think about it, government, if you dive into government just overall, government has a monopoly on violence, right? They, We pay all this money to them, and they have the police that can come and beat us or beat us up and take us and throw us into jail, and they got the militaries. They can shoot us if they think that they, that's the deal. They can go out and bomb people. And they have a monopoly on violence, mm-hmm. and they have no checks and balances, really. It's like they tell us what they think that they want us to believe and then we go okay well that's what they told us that has to be the truth and some people just buy it exactly as they're sold but it's not always the case what we're sold and told is not always the truth often most of the time it's not. actually not there's some little there's it, it, it's like they here's a big turd but they wrap it up in a really nice christmasy box and a bow and they sell you this turd and it's a turd that's why the majority of people do not trust the media anymore. They don't trust big pharma. Make sure you stock up on your monkeypox vaccine, though. You're right. gonna, you're going to want to make sure you get anti-monkey. Pox. I did. I just had two Chiquita bananas earlier. I'm <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. You got all the potassium. I, you need. I did. That's really. That's it. Don't have um, gay sex with mon- gay monkeys. Is it just the gay monkeys? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they said it's transmitted through sex, and so. How did it happen originally? What if Aside were- from the lab. Yeah, I read that it was like, oh, the Wuhan lab coincidentally was doing research on monkeypox just last year. <laughs> and then the uh, the NIH, no, the NIH, the NTI, the, NAT, the, the um, uh, NTI, I don't know, I tweeted it. I tweeted the link to the actual PDF of their research, and they said, oh, in our simulation, monkeypox is going to break out on May 15th, 2022. Crazy. That's a conspiracy theory, (laughs) even though you could document it and and see. I read the whole thing. I was like, wow. And then it's like, and then by 2024, we'll have killed 270 million people. Like, oh, is this their plan or is this their prevention? Oh, and then what was funny was like, I heard about small, I'll tell you this. I heard about the smallpox was going to be the next thing. Bill Gates said in some interview, you know, smallpox, you know, it's really, and I was like, oh, smallpox is going to be the next thing. And then I noticed there's this company, SIGA, S-I-G-A, who uh, sells vaccines for smallpox. So on Ameritrade, I bought a bunch of it at like seven bucks. And then over this last week, it's gone up to 15 bucks. So there's a good buy. Yeah. Just 2X that. Yeah. I just 2X that right there on my, on my investment because I'm like, oh, if you pay attention, they tell you what's next. They always tell you. They foreshadow what's coming next if you're paying attention. Most people aren't paying attention. I do. And I was like, oh, well, let me use this profits to you know, to take care of some of the things that I need to take care of because the crypto markets are crazy. So Not financial advice. Not financial advice. I'm just saying pay attention because they will tell you. So the, the um, rabbit hole I was going to go down, uh, for those of you who don't want to hear this, then go ahead and sh- you know put your head in the sand and just bury it there those of you who want to come along with us you're welcome to come and explore and you can call us conspiracy theorists or whatever right over here on the fancy little bench you watched uh 2000 mules oh yeah i've seen that yeah amazing yeah yeah amazing if you know it's stuff that we didn't know how they did it but we've no doubt that the election was stolen 
Zero percent doubt. Zero percent because doubt. Because why? Through geo proximity of your phones. They know exactly where your phone is at all times, and they were able to determine. But, but we knew they cheated before mm-hmm. this. We, well, knew, we knew. We knew when they shut no, we down. conspiracy theorists. No, no. When they shut down counting votes in the key states in the middle of the night and then we woke up the next morning and all of a sudden the election had shifted and somehow a guy who can't get 11 people to a rally got the most votes ever in history 81 million Mm -hmm. if if you believe that i'm going to put you in that same league that travis said before you're probably being a freaking idiot well it's it's just not possible here's the additional data point is 131 million registered voters. Right. How do you get 160 million votes? And how do you get 100? How do you get <laughs> 100? Actually, 150 something million votes. So there's like 20 million additional votes of people. And that's assuming everybody who's registered to vote voted. And they didn't. Which didn't happen. Of course. Maybe not. 70% did. So really, there's 130 million people and 70% of them voted. So you're looking at maybe 100 million people actually voted. And so those numbers are wildly off. Yeah. And then you can see nobody you, know, que- you can't question exactly that. You can't question that uh, you're called a conspiracy theorist, but it's basic math and it's 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 basic logic when you look at how many registered voters there are versus how many people voted and mm-hmm. it is impossible. I don't care what side you're on. If you just think it's a complete conspiracy theory, fine. Go watch 2000 Mules. It is impossible mm-hmm. for a rational thinking human being to watch it and not come away and at the very least go huh that's all that's all i would expect like the the most ardent um uh, uh opposition if you even though you vehemently think that everything we're saying here is bs that if you were to go watch that film and not come away with a sense of maybe i'm wrong maybe something did happen mm-hmm. it the, that that's the least well a lot of people don't even care if it's on as long as, oh well my guy won so yeah i'm okay with the cheating yeah but when you watch that thing and you can see through cell phone pinging and they purchased all the data around these certain areas and certain key areas these are just five swing states right and you can see ah uh, this person and this cell phone went to this ngo nonprofit government organization and then oh here they went to five different drop boxes oh and here's a video of them inserting seven ballots in or, this location in and this then location. in this location yeah. and then this location yeah. and you can see yep. no, all of that nothing to see is it's unbelievable i'm surprised that more places aren't going out and arresting people like it's debunked it's it's, it's because the fbi whatever they're doing whatever they, they clearly have they, they have knowledge about it it's obvious somehow but it's the sheriffs. It's at the local department. So we're starting to see some arrests are happening, like in Yuma, Arizona, where a sheriff is like, whoa, this is, I see this, boom, and they start arresting people because they go and talk to the NGO, the nonprofit, that's normally a Democratic sort of uh, action committee of some sort, and they start ratting on their people above them. So it's like, you put a little pressure on them, they're going to start squealing, and this thing is so big that it's happened all over and you know who's at the top of the food chain that's what they're trying to figure out if i mean i you, got an idea who is right me too but if you don't think that this is all related and essential to bitcoin and cryptocurrency and blockchain you're missing the point completely of why 
Bitcoin exists in the first place. Mm-hmm. And believe me, the same people that would try and, and successfully pull off a stunt like a stolen election, um, a coup, they want to make you poor. They want to uh, remove the middle class. They want the elite and they want the serfs. That's what they want. They're after you, folks. Each and every one of you that wants to live as a free person, they want to track you. They want to give you a social credit score. They do not want you to have Bitcoin in a wallet that they don't know exactly what you're doing with it. They do. They are not interested in your welfare, your well-being, your health, your success. And the sooner that everybody, regardless of what political side you're on, if you're a Democrat or Republican, doesn't matter. It's there. There are two sides of the same coin for all intents and purposes of those that are the elite. They don't like you or me, especially me, but also you. Yeah, well, they were talking today at one of the panels on the World Economic Forum about how, um, you know, we are now going to be able to, through their central bank digital currencies, be able to track what you spend, what you buy, what you eat, where you go, where you travel. And they're going to put a tracking mechanism on your uh, carbon footprint. So, like, you have eaten too much uh, meat this year, and you've traveled too much, and so you cannot take that trip to the, you know, to the Caribbean to go see Travis and Joel because they live in the Caribbean already. And if you want to go see them, you have to travel, and that would take that would add carbon. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not going to be you know China or India or any of the places that actually create the most carbon pollution. It's going to be on the wealthy countries to minimize and limit what we're doing. So these are all control mechanisms because the people who run things have been think tanking shit for decades at places like the World Economic Forum. And they've been doing it for probably longer than that. It depends on how far the whole thing goes back, which I've, I can, I could argue that it's gone back a couple centuries at least. And, and because it's the same sort of families and it's just wild to watch this and see it happen in real time after we've been talking about it personally since the year 2000 when i became awake to the whole scenario and seeing where things are headed wow there's this group of a global elite that really want to control everything and create this one world government and and like whoa you're a conspiracy theorist wow what a kook you are and like i don't know i'm like i'm like 26 and one on conspiracies like yeah. and one the one that i'm a little iffy on has been weather modification but i read this amazing pdf from the air force of using weather as a weapon and um i think that's something that happens as well is it's a it came out 25 years ago so they've been, clearly been working on it didn't uh, pat benatar write a song about that stop using weather as a weapon no i don't know it's like it? no she said love is a battlefield oh it was sex as a weapon. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was sex weather. So, okay. So, but also, you you once upon a time believed that the Earth was flat, right? Never. Never did. No, because I've been either. in an airplane. <laughs> right. I've been, actually, I, 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 any debates that I would ever have is like I've seen eclipses right. happening. Right. And just uh, last week, they're not rectangular. Right. I noticed around so like like we're round it's somewhere. the truman show that we're in a dome yeah. and that's all projected up you know, on people, the ceiling people have some pretty interesting reasons to argue that and they have some things to talk about with that but i know that i flew west from kansas city to san francisco to singapore to switzerland and davos to chicago back to kansas city and i flew around the world mm-hmm. in two weeks mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't go east at all you, you never once came up to the edge I never once saw the edge. Oh, no! Isn't but, he a guitarist with you too? Well, 
you know, um, I did see there's the big hole at the top of the Arctic that goes into the into the hollow earth where mm-hmm. the Anunnaki are. But we don't want to talk Wait, about Wait, the that who? Today. Are those the lizard people? Oh, they're the Anunnaki. If you don't know, you don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not even going to go into that. I, that's a red pill I can't swallow. <laughs> it's a red pill suppository. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go. By the way, if the term red pill um, offends you, it means you haven't taken it. Right? That's yeah. that's. It, that that's it right there's no reason if you don't understand like what you said when you know you know once your eyes have been opened up to certain realities then you can't unsee them there's no turning back because your logical mind goes oh things are not what i thought they were Dude, and it's one reason that i did not get rich on the stock market because i'm like oh money's fake like you know in the year 2000 you know and the and the, and the tech boom kind of went and i was like ah I'm never going to put money in the stock market, right? It's like I had once I learned that basically money was bullshit the way that it was, like I was so against money. Like I literally would repel money because I don't like the corrupt system that it's in. Crypto to me is the solution that solves a lot of this. It's the decentralized nature of it. So this it attracts it to me now, right? So like there's a paradigm shift where it's like I don't have to be broke. It's like I'm money's going to flow to me now because it's in a form that I appreciate. I can respect it, and it's math and algorithms not controlled by these greedy white elite people who are fuckheads, right? And so for the longest time, it was like a weird sort of relationship that I had with money. And um, but now it's like crypto. I think can save the day. Uh, blockchain, you know, decentralization can just can save the day. But we're running out of time. And these people are still trying to push crazy things on us. You know, monkeypox, here it is. Corona, there it was. Oh, lockdowns, here we are. Crashing small businesses, crashing the economy, crashing crypto through BlackRock and Vanguard. It's just, wow, we're in a very tumultuous time. And I think that now are now some times that you really need to, you know, buckle down and, you know, realize we're going to make it through this. And um, there's a dude out there right now who's going. Can you guys just talk about Shiba Inu? Just, mm-hmm. just talk about Shiba Inu. I don't, I don't want to hear any of this politics now. Can you talk Shiatsu Inu zombie coin, please? <laughs> I want to hear about that. Why have you never talk about Godzilla token? Zombie, zombie double shit coin, Inu, <laughs> something or other. We're trying, we're trying, and you know what? There's some, there's some uh, breathing exercises that can help you relieve some stress. If you're feeling <sighs> stress, do some, do some meditation, do some breathing. <sighs> This too will pass. There's been an uptick in people offing themselves because of the oh, yeah. crypto markets going down. Yeah. And, I mean, the market's going down. It's not worth it, gang. It's just money. It's, it's just, just money. It's just magical. Internet. Money. Money. Easy come, easy go. Make sure that you stash a little bit, peel some off when you can. And uh, we're going to see another bull run before we know it. But So hang in there mm-hmm. and keep building. And if you appreciate the fact that we talk about whatever we want on the show, don't there's there's always a you know somebody out there who's like these guys need to stick to, to crypto and they'll go and give us one star on on iTunes. I'm like get your own show and then tell me what it is so I can give you one star for being an idiot. Right. <laughs> right? Um, you know if you I don't, if you, I don't you, hate on those folks. They just don't they, they don't know what they don't know. They they're they're blue pilled. They're enjoying yeah. their their uh, simulation and their yeah. nice juicy steak and not realizing the world around them is not what they think it is. Yeah. They they're not using all they're not engaging all of their senses, especially their brain uh, to to per, um, perceive and observe yeah. what's it takes taking a, it's place. It's a paradigm shift. It is. It's it's something that you actively have to start questioning and creative and critical thinking is not taught in our school systems. No. So 
how to be a drone is taught. It's taught how to sit down, shut up, listen to the teacher. She's the authority figure. Listen to them. Believe her because what she says is going to be on the test, and so you need to know it. And if you fail, then you're a failure. And don't collaborate with anyone else. You're on your own. And it's like basically most all the stuff that we learn in school is like, the exact opposite of the real world. Right. It's weird. It's like they want you to go be an employee, not be a critical thinking entrepreneur that's going out and changing the world. They don't want you to change the world. No. Go but be, think about that, what I just said, and you realize that was true. Go be a good worker drone. Yeah. That's what we want to produce more drones. Yeah. So anyway, don't be like that one star guy. If you like the fact that we speak up here, uh, let it be known. Go review us. Give us a five star. Say, yo, go Travis and Joel. Keep talking the truth. Red pill the masses. Or at least the five people that are listening. And uh, we appreciate that. Subscribe, share, tell the world. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. We'll catch you on the flippity flop, on the floopity flu, as long as you stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. So the Anunnaki, they're a group of deities of these ancient Sumerians, uh, maybe uh, Phoenicians in that whole area over there. And, uh, you know, they come from the po the post-Akkadian period. The Anunnaki are deities in the pantheon. They're descendants of the An and the Ki, the gods of the heaven and the goddess of the earth. And basically their primary function is to decree the fates of humanity. I don't know if you know this or not, but... Uh, you know, I, I, probably, got, I got a joke for you. Probably most of our most of our leaders are reptiles. So, Anunnaki Naki. Who's there? <laughs> Lizard people. Lizard people who? <laughs> I don't know. They're in the middle, <laughs> middle of the damn earth. <laughs> it needs to be a song. Anunnaki, you're so naughty.